Welcome to Pool Party Radio. This is the number one podcast for the uh, for the E word in all of D Town. Uh, I'm your host Parker, joined as always by my main man, Cumulus Razor Man for his man. Hey, don't forget about the S word. That's for Superfly Snooka. Somebody actually had on the death pool last year. He passed away. Did you know this? Uh, yeah, I saw that he died. Did somebody, someone had him on our death pool? I think I claimed him last year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that yeah. makes sense because you've been killing everybody with your death pool. Yeah, apparently. No yeah. one is safe. Yeah. But how about you? Do you feel safe? Are you, <laughs> I mean, just in general, like, are you feeling pretty safe these days? Uh, I have been spending time in my safe place. Ooh. Which is um, a fort made out of pillows where I don't let Milo Yiannopoulos tweets in. <laughs> can you let me in too? Because I, I need that as well. Yeah, I can open it. I mean, it's, you got to bring your own pillows like to add to the fort. I can do that. So I can like build an annex, like a guest house. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I'll do that. We'll build a little hallway that we crawl through to get from my part to your part. But the important thing is that no Milo tweets get in. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. That sounds pleasant. Yeah. Also, it'd be nice if it, if it can block out people who are aspiring to be the next Milo. That'd also be great. Uh, well, I don't have that technology yet. Like, it just, okay. it filters. I'll just bring more pillows. How yeah. about that? Actually, I don't think he tweets anymore. Maybe this. This joke premise doesn't work. Wasn't he kicked off Twitter? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what these guys are doing? Mm. Um, oh, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Well, Still. I guess that's how good it works. Is that yeah, after more sp- pillows. Yeah. After spending enough time in this fort, he's just gone off Twitter completely. All right. So we did it. Uh, certainly did do it. Yeah, I don't think his hair is real. And I don't like him for that. I think he dies at that color. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, this is the pool party show. Um, I would like to say our, some of our plugs at the top because we never do that, you know? Uh, you yeah. Can email us at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. Find us on the internets at poolpartyradio.com. Find us on Facebook at uh, pool. Party Radio. Just search for it on Facebook or type in facebook.com slash radio. We're there. We're ready. Um, do you have any emails now or do you want to get to those later? Man, that's a great segue. We got some emails. Uh, we got an email from our main man, Matthew. This Matthew with two T's. I met somebody who uh, had a Matthew name with one T the other day and it was weird. Didn't care that's for uncomfortable. It. Was not into it at all. Uh, he says, Pool Gang, great episode. Uh, thank you. You're absolutely right. Uh, who knew Are You Afraid of the Dark was so prescient about our culture? Uh, in 2016, racism and cuckoldry, uh, which is, are the two main things that we'll be remembered for. Um, and he says, oh yeah, Silk Talkings. I love Silk Stockings, the TV show. I watched it this week and started looking up some of the directors because I wanted to find episodes that Stephen, Stephen Syadian did, but with no luck. But while I was doing that, I found some episodes that were directed by Carl Weathers, question mark. 
Uh, what the fuck? Is this the same Carl Weathers? I think it's the same Carl Weathers. Um, yeah, a lot of weird people directed episodes of Silk Stockings. Also, a show that's incredibly hard to find. After talking about this show last week, Frisbee, I went to Amazon, and these motherfuckers are like $70. Whoa. For the entire series? For like the first couple seasons, because they're the most OOP. And then like seasons four through 32 are like $5 in one box set for some reason, but... So they're okay, hot. So yeah, it's a hot commodity for those first few seasons. Then yeah, well, you know, those long butts are coming back in style. So people are snatching these these episodes up. They got a lot of long butts. It's going to be a rough couple of years. I'm not into long butts. Oh, frisbee! I didn't know that you <laughs> that you were interested in butt shaming people. <laughs> I'm not butt shaming anybody. I'm just telling you what I'm not interested in. Uh, well. I feel like that's very, very problematic of you. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, if I was going to be problematic about one thing, I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay with it being that. And I'll try to do my best to unproblematize myself. Uh, no, I like that you're standing up for what you believe in. Uh, you know, and you, also you're just from a different generation, you know? Okay. You're, you're setting your ways. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, no, I understand. Long butts aren't for everybody. Um, because they are, I mean, objectively, they're po- very possibly the worst kind of butt. Um, also, it should be said that we're talking about panties, mostly, that go on the butts, bikini bottoms, not actual butts. We're not body shaming here. We We don't do that on this show. We don't body shame. We don't kink shame on Pool Party Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, also, Matthew says, Rob Estes and Mitzi, Mitzi Capture directed one episode apiece in some season, and he wonders how good or bad those are. I believe that the Mitzi Capture one would probably be better, because I think she was in an Angel movie from the 80s those exploitation movies and i also am fairly sure that she dated adam carolla at one point so i think she's probably a good director um the show is like total trash story-wise but somehow it's entertaining and i agree with that yeah i don't remember any of the story for silk stockings i remember it was sort of like csi before csi like it was like but like you know how like CSI is like real, or like not even CSI, but um, Law and Order, the Special Victims Unit. Yeah, it's like that, but instead of being like real depressing, it's like fun and exploitative and trashy. Like, is it just a bunch of people blackmailing other people for affairs and whatnot? I think it's a lot of stuff like that, like a lot of femme fatale murderers, like shooting their husbands who. Uh, our CEOs at banks and who by night are interested in dominatrixes and their their wives can't take it anymore, so they shoot them. And it's up to Rob Estes and Mitzi Kipcher to uh, to solve the case by interviewing all the ladies with long butts in the entire city of Miami. Oh, oh, it's in Miami. Okay. I think it's in Miami. I might be wrong. Yeah. Um... And this was on USA also, right? 
Yeah. For a while. Okay. Yeah. USA is this, I, I guess it's because of their production or something like that and burn notice. And I'm guessing a couple other shows are set on Miami and you make it sound very sexy, but I'm, Thank you. I'm not sure. Is it, was it interesting or was it just kind of like, Hey, this show could be sexy. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time. I remember it being sort of sexy, but boring, but I also watched it when I was like 12. So like a neo noir eighties buddy cop show, like wasn't going to appeal to me. Like I just caught it every once in a while before like up all night or like after, uh, Howard Stern, like channel flipping. So, but I yeah. did, I have downloaded the first two seasons. So I'm going to get into them. I'll let you know how okay. they go. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I got to save it for this Silk Talkings podcast that I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, could in be. Years. Silk Talkings. And yeah, that was the same Carl Weathers. I was just looking it up. Carl Weathers from Rocky, from Predator. Mm-hmm. He's the same dude. He directed eight episodes of the series. He's probably also a good director because I believe that he dated Adam Carolla at one point. Uh, that makes you a good director, I feel. Anyway. Matthew concludes by saying, I'm loving the duality of your cultural critique lately, lately, spanning both sides of our bizarre time, the autistic Uber PC autisms, as well as the orange blonde mulleted racisms. Uh, we get them all. We leave no stone unturned when, when getting them. Uh, so thank you, Matthew, for the nice email. You can send us emails at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. We'll read them, especially if they have to do with Adam Carolla's ex-girlfriends. Those are the ones we like reading the most. Um, Adam Carolla's ex-girlfriends? Yeah. He dated that lady from the show, I think. From oh, Silk okay. Stockings. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was an email. How are things with you? I haven't seen you on Podcast Town recently. Oh, I was there. I commented on uh, Paul's post that he tagged me in. I don't really pay attention to anything in Facebook unless somebody actively tags me in something. Um, especially with Podcast Town, I'll notice that people just type my last name in regards to something. Be like, well, Frisbee said this. Frisbee was wrong about Ouija. Ouija's not <laughs> copyrighted. It's like, it's a fucking copyrighted game. <laughs> like, it, we have copyright on the name Ouija board. So, what the fuck ever. Anyway. Yeah, so, I didn't, it's did, all these like after the facts that I learn about it where somebody has a has a contrary argument or a beef about something like, oh, who cares? At this point, like it's so in the past that it doesn't matter. But I wouldn't know because I don't get tagged and shit. But uh, Paul had tagged me in something. Um, and I responded to that. I was active on that. That's true. Uh, we should get into what he actually that's a great segue. Thank you. He, That's what I'm here for, is just to provide segues. <laughs> um, I did get that scooter you sent me. I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. And you'll be sending them to all the listeners. You'll be providing yeah. segues. I don't have any of their addresses, so I've just been sending them out to where I think they live. <laughs> and some of them will not be happy. I'm expecting I, a lot of returns. I respect that, though. Um. Our man, Paul, uh, he gave us a suggestion for our new segment, our new hot fire segment that's sweeping the world by storm. 
uh, the autism of the week. Uh, and that is his suggestion is anybody who takes too soon, literally, uh, someone, he posted some screenshots. He posted, uh, a meme of Kurt Cobain, Cobain shooting himself in the face, basically like with a shotgun, you know, it's like him juxtaposed over a Simpson still. It's a very funny joke. And then Paul posted too soon. And then like two people left replies saying, Hey man, it's been, it's been a long time. You got to get over it. It's been two decades. Get over yourself. And I do agree that people are a little too literal with these too soons. Too soon, I feel, 99.9% of the time is always a joke. And yet, 99.9% of the time, the response to too soon is always, nah, man, it's cool. It's been enough time. Or, you know, get over yourself or get a sense of humor. So I do think that too soon is weird. It's a weird thing because uh, always a joke, but always taken is not a joke. Has this been your experience with too soon? Um, it's never been that extreme. I again, I like. Well, I still disagree with this autism thing to describe anything, <laughs> like at all, <laughs> anything that's not medically autistic like behavior or a person or whatever. Um, I think this is just like a symptom of the internet. Somebody sees it on the internet and they're just like, Oh, I got to respond to this with exact facts from a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I've seen it. Like in, in uh face to face conversation, I don't really I don't think I've ever experienced this. And the phrase too soon, it had like the shortest shelf life of being universally acknowledged as something that was fun to say. Um, probably even more so than talk to the hand. Mm-hmm. Like nobody says talk to the hand anymore. I don't think I've heard anybody say, oh, too soon in a anywhere for like maybe eight years. <laughs> it's been a long time. In any context, you're saying? No, in conversation. Oh, okay. I don't even think I've seen it online, though, in at least a couple years, except for Paul's post. Oh, I in see. In which case, like, I figured he was being ironic and calling back to something that people don't typically say anymore. I see it That's around. That's what I gathered. I see two soons around. I think people post them, but I always see it as a joke. Like, uh, So it's not too soon to be posting too soon. Not too soon at all. Okay. In fact, it might not be too soon enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, just if you see too soon, take it as a joke. No one's saying it seriously. And if somebody is saying it seriously, uh, I don't. maybe that's why people get defensive about it. Because if you are saying too soon seriously, you're probably like some kind of loser. Yeah. Like I, and again, going back to shelf life, I mean... For as quickly as it appeared, I don't recall anybody saying too soon, uh, like in the 90s. Like, when did it first become popular? Uh, I don't know. Like the 2000s. I'm sure it's like an Arrested Development reference or something. Like, I'm sure it was on one of those TV shows or somebody. <laughs> I don't know. It's something like that. Also, something I just noticed about these screenshots is that when Paul said too soon, 10 people liked it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that means 10 people are in on the joke. That's funny to say too soon. Or if 10 people really thought it was too soon. And then 
when this person point yeah. when this person pointed out that it's been over two decades, thirteen people liked that. So I, I just don't know who's getting the joke, who's not getting the joke. It's very confusing. yeah, and who's and with people liking stuff like I don't know if it's the same there as it is on Twitter. Um, Twitter for as horrible as it is, like they have a favorite feature. Uh, and all favorite things, especially if it has like a link, just to go back to it. Like it's not like, ooh, this is my favorite tweet today. I'm really enjoying this. Like a lot of this stuff is just to bookmark things. So I, if that's what they were doing, also like I gotta, well, they wouldn't do that with a comment. Maybe somebody just really wants to keep track of how many times they see too soon on their Facebook feeds. Mm-hmm. Like here's one click. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It sounds like a lot of people, though, on the internet are just very interested in exact dates when uh, people died, which isn't that surprising to me. And the exact dates when it can be funny to joke about. These are the two things you got to figure out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is it is it hilarious if I put Kurt Cobain's head on Mo Sizlak's body while Mo's holding a uh, shotgun or... Should I wait a while before I do that? <laughs> and how long is that while? And how long is that while to be joking about when people die? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right. We also have another suggestion. It's from Patrick, the co-host of Zatoichi, the Blind Podsman, which is a cool podcast. I don't know if you've Thanks. heard of it. I'm a co-host there. Uh, I knew that. I knew that about you. I was actually listening to it last night, getting caught up. Um, yeah. Um, I'm hoping and wishing that you might come on the show at some point. I think we got to talk about one of these. I think we're going to be doing it. I think now the last one I listened to, you guys were talking about how blood it was like the newest one. Uh, you were talking about how things were very bloody and disturbing. A dude got caught on fire. So like, I'm all in. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I hope you watched that one because that one ruled. Uh, it was called fight, fight Satoichi fight and good Lord, uh, that actor, it's, it's not even like stunt work. He's just like, just set me on fire. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> hardcore scene. I can't wait. Now that these are yeah. grizzly ghoul movies, I'm in. Yeah, um, I think you'll love it. Plus they're in color. So I know you'll love that. I do like that. Uh, the only time I like black and white is when it's Kevin Smith movies. Uh, JK, JK. Uh, anyway, so Patrick says, uh, that the autism of the week should be the board game industry. He says, why am I able to find 1000 versions of settlers of Caton, but not one fucking checkers board? Uh, and I agree with that. I was actually shopping for like, just kind of browsing, not necessarily shopping for board games the other day. And the entire aisle was like cards against humanity, uh, cards against humanity, ripoff games like the explosive one. Um, and mm-hmm. this Settlers of Caton crap and like a couple other ones, like all these like newfangled things, you know, like apples to apples and like just party games for like olds, uh, or like our, ver- you know, old millennials or young generation Xers, however you want to look yeah, at it. Whatever the fuck we are. Yeah. And yeah, like there was like one version of Risk and it was like Star Wars Risk. There was like no... Like, I think maybe they had, like, Clue Jr. Like, all the old staples. I didn't see one chess or checkers board. Like, all the old shit's gone. Like, just completely out of there. No Ouija boards. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I can't tell what the pronunciation of that game is. I've heard Settlers of Catan. Like, that makes me think of Settlers of Chris Catan. Mm-hmm. I'm not really fond of that pronunciation. Um, but I like, yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of other games, not a lot of like, uh, uh, backgammon or, mm-hmm. or other really old boring games. Where are those? Yeah. <laughs> we would find more of those, please. I want to play the boring games that, uh, <laughs> hundreds of millions of copies of are <laughs> hidden away, dusty in closets and nobody ever looks at them because they suck and are boring. Those are the games I want to buy. Yeah. I, I love them. I don't want to buy this fun um, crap. <laughs> I can't I can't recall the last time I played a um well, a game of chess. Honestly, it's been too long, I suppose. We were talking about board games a couple of weeks ago with uh Jackson Stewart, mm-hmm. uh director of Beyond the Gates. And talking about our favorite board games. Um I never played a VH- VHS or DVD board game, and he was thinking about bringing one of those up because that's the premise of his movie. We were talking about those after the fact, and did you ever play anything like that? Like like this heavy mixed media board game? could be DVD or anything like that. Not really. I've got a couple of the DVD ones, but I've never been able to play them. And I played, like, one of the, like, I forget the name of it. It's called, like, Dungeon Master or something, maybe. Um, the one that like heavily influenced Jackson's movie I played, I had a friend who had that one. A nightmare? Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah, something like that. It might be nightmare. The one where like the dude was wearing a hoodie and he was supposed to look like the Grim Reaper or something, I don't know. Oh, that was the Gathering the Juggalos board game? Mm Mm-hmm, that's the one. Okay. Uh, where at the end, if you win, you just spray Fago all over your, your hatchet mate. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody actually wins because it's all about clown love, you know? There are no losers when you've got clown love. Yeah. Uh, whoop whoop, Frisbee. Whoop whoop, Parker. <laughs> I'm glad you gave me the whoop whoop back. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, board games. Um, I did play... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, board games. I did play uh, <laughs> Pandemic over Christmas... In fact, I think that's how I spent like Christmas night. Um, played Pandemic with some friends. That was actually kind of fun. It was a cooperative thing. And at the end, you get to spray Fago all over each other. <laughs> Shout whoop whoop. Shout whoop whoop. We cured everybody. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So uh, I actually have my own uh, Autism of the Week is is these people it's another group um of autistic people of aut- <laughs> just autists just people who have okay. clinically been diagnosed with autism <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's who they are this week um <laughs> um no on letterbox there's this dude who's like a professional movie reviewer which i think is unfair <laughs> I don't know why he's on Letterboxd if he's a professional. I don't know why you're still on Letterboxd, dude. Every week it's like <laughs> some other asshole comes up to you and it's like, hey, man, your fucking reviews suck. <laughs> and then you go to their page and it's like every Adam Sandler movie is great. 
Man, I get a lot of that crap. Man, I'll never forget the day. I gave this stupid fucking movie, Spotlight, a bad review. And like not even a bad review, but I just like pointed out that it was like kinda it's kind of reaching for that movie, like a little bit overly sentimental. The fact that they bring nine 11 into it for like absolutely no reason. And like all these people were like all mad at me. They're like, man, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, yeah, I go to their page and it's like, they like spotlight and they like, uh, you know, Birdman, and they like, uh, you know, all the hangover movies. And it's like, all right, you motherfuckers. <laughs> all the hangover movies. But what did this dude say? What did this right. person say? Uh, well, it's a dude. He's, uh, he's, okay. uh, he's not the autism, but he's a, he's a professional movie reviewer. He writes like 500 words about how great La La Land is. And, uh, La La Land's directed by the same dude who directed Whiplash. And then at the end of like this huge long thing about how great La La Land is, he says, it's a step up from Whiplash. And then he has 41 comments of people saying, you don't like Whiplash? What's wrong with Whiplash? Why do you hate Whiplash? Uh, so those people are the autism this week. So, okay. I didn't realize that director did both films. So, like, is every film going to be about white people saving jazz music? Is that what the <laughs> theme is with this guy? Uh, I didn't realize, I didn't put that together that Whiplash was also about that. But, yeah, apparently only white people can save jazz. And when John Legend tries to tell you about this new thing that he's doing to reinvigorate jazz, you have to tell him, no, I will start a jazz club. You're not jazz. I'm yeah, jazz. Yeah, you're inauthentic. <laughs> You're in authentic. Even though all your points are valid. <laughs> and then uh and then and then he meets an actress who has no idea what Rebel Without a Cause is, who has never seen a James Dean movie, and he proceeds to tell her about how much better he can make her career too. By uh just listening to him, a not actor, who just happens to have seen a James Dean movie. Oh, that movie makes me so goddamn mad. Everybody loves it. It <laughs> enrages me. Anywho. And then they go to the jazz club, and he's talking all through the goddamn jazz show. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Did you like the parts where they dance, though? No, they're not even good at dancing. They're all right. I liked how they shot it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it looked nice. It was shot nice, but, like, they were all out of sync, especially that scene that, like, where they're, like, walking to their cars. Like, their dance moves are all out of sync. They didn't have a metronome. That was kind of the point, though. Like, they, were, <laughs> they, they weren't on my tempo. Is what you're trying to say. They should have picked it up a little. <laughs> but they had just met. And the entire song was like how they aren't right for each other. But then they were right for each other. Eventually. Like, that's that's the whole observatory. That, that's the whole movie in a nutshell. I can't tell if the movie's telling me something sincerely or being sarcastic and cynical. That's L.A. for you. Well, I guess maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, But... Anyway, the point of that, uh, uh, those people, their thread, they were just like, you like whiplash? Was that the thing? Or was there something specific? No, it was just that. Like, this guy writes this whole huge thing that they agree with, and then he says one thing that's, like, mildly controversial at the end. And they're like, what What, what do you mean? This is an outrage. You think that this movie is better than the other movie nominally? (laughs) I can't believe my ears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i actually liked whiplash better i enjoyed both of them but i liked whiplash more i haven't seen did whiplash. you see it nah 
had that guy, <laughs> you know, the one, the guy who played uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, I like that guy. That guy fucking rules in that one. And he was great in Lawland, too. I like I like him in all things he does. Yeah. Um, I just wish I could remember his name. J.K. Simmons. Oh, Simmons. Jake. J.K. J.K. <laughs> That's not really his name. It's well, it's Simmons is. Yeah. No, it's, it's J.K. Oh, shit. This is like a who's on first situation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who's on first? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Is on, J.K.'s on second? No, I'm just joking <laughs> about that. Well, those um, are – does that knock out the uh, emails and all else? What else do we uh, – you mad's on third? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a he's a baseball player. His name is You Mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's all the emails and stuff, and all the autisms. Uh, oh shit! I guess that's all of it. Oh shit! Oh. Tire screech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a chase or something. Seems like it. No, that. That happens all the time. Um, um, how are you? Uh, what are you doing this week? Um, I got to go to work. I the wife she's been on my whole life has been twist turned upside down. Uh, the wife has been working like the graveyard third shift for like the last eighteen years, and yeah. now she works first shift. So rather than me go to bed, going to bed at like six in the morning, uh, with her and waking up at like 5 PM, uh, it's like the opposite. So now I feel like a normal human being. Like normally when we record this show at 2 PM, my time, I have like just woken up five minutes earlier and I'm like trying to drink a bunch of coffee, but like now it's almost bedtime. Uh, and I don't know how to react to this, Mr. Frisbee. I feel like a, like a wild animal. You know, like if you like take a wild animal out of its habitat and instead put it into like a rave party situation and give it a bunch of like ecstasy, uh-huh. um, you know, like it's it screws with them. <laughs> it screws with yeah, them. <laughs> I've seen the studies about this. Yeah, um, I sent you the stats, the information. <laughs> uh, so that's how I feel now. It's so, like my whole life is weird. Uh, I've and you been- got to go to work soon, right? Yeah, I have to go to work soon, um, which is a bummer. I think I might go in late and go get something to eat first, too, after we record this, because I'm a very slacker type mm. of a man when it comes to my work schedule. But, uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of crap to do today. Uh, so I don't – it's just horse crap This figuring out how to be alive at uh, during the daytime. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's the worst. How do you cope yeah, with it? Um – Lots of booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't help anything. Uh, just trying to build a schedule out of it, which is lame and boring and stupid. Um, but it helps. Uh, I did not have anything planned for today, so I'm completely out of whack. I thought I was going to meet up with some folks. Decided to stay in instead. And... I actually have to go into work tomorrow. What about you? Um, yeah, I do too. Does that bug you? Like, whereas most people have like tomorrow off. Um, well, 
uh, I, I mean, all the people who have tomorrow off, like I'm not going to go party with them, so I, it doesn't really impact me too much. I get a day off later in the week. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't really have any strong feelings about it. All my deadlines were earlier this week because of having a holiday, so I don't care for that. Mm. How about you? Are you bummed out that you have to go in and while all your other friends are going to be partying, having the day off for fun? Uh, I wasn't at first, but now I'm kind of there. I'm getting more <laughs> bummed as the day goes on. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't have as much time as I used to. Or at least I planned for. Why don't you have the day off? You're like a a government man. Aren't government men supposed to have, like, aren't they the first to get days off for holidays like this? Yeah, typically. But (laughs) in this case, uh, it's extra busy, so Mm -hmm. I have to go in. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. You get that holiday pay, though? Something like that. I get, like, extra days off. Okay, yeah. Well, then you're getting That's all right. Um... So you're saying to be an alive man during the day, you have to come up with like a rigid schedule. Do you like always have to have like your coffee at like a certain time or something? It helps because if you like overdo your coffee, uh, you'll probably crash. Like your entire body will just shut down when I go to sleep. Like quapping. Like, do you remember quapping? <laughs> Is it like that? Quapping? <laughs> yeah. No, what's that? It's like that flash game that everybody loved a couple of years ago where like you have to make a guy run. Trust me. If, oh, with like the using the keyboard. Yeah. Like it didn't make any sense as to what activated what, but it was like just type it in a rhythmic fashion and he'll run. But if he doesn't, or if you don't, then he'll collapse under his own body weight. Yeah, it's like the Q button moved like the left calf muscle, and then like the W moved like the right thigh muscle, and you had to make a dude run. Knowing this, and yeah, every, like you would just fall over, is the thing. That's the joke, is that you would just fall over. Sounds like a hilarious joke. Uh, I think it would have been a top ten joke of all time if anybody remembered what quapping was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like vaguely sexual, which is, I know that's what my response is for a lot of these terms that you bring up that I've never heard of, mm-hmm. but I'm on, always on the assumption that it could be, you know? Well, that's another thing is that I do enjoy, uh, <laughs> as a cuckold, when my wife quaps with another man while I watch. Now, do you have to watch? I thought yeah. your thing was like they didn't have to know. Or, no, they didn't have to watch. It was just like they just had to be aware of it. Isn't that it? Um, or are they, are, would you rather it be like uh, that same situation except you didn't know? But maybe in the back of your mind, you thought it was so. Well, when it comes to quapping specifically, <laughs> like when, yes. when my wife gets together with another man to play a flash video <laughs> game about running, I okay. do like to watch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you should get the people from Silk Stockings on the case. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't always have to be in the room, but if yeah. like it gets recorded, I will definitely watch it later and masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good you know, to know. That's just what I'm into. We don't kink shame on this <laughs> podcast, Frisbee, so it's okay to talk about these things openly. Yeah, I've never believed that. I didn't think anything was like that sacred, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, that's what I'm into. That's the kind of cuckold I am. Uh, so <laughs> Here's 
what I'm into mm-hmm. is uh, hanging out with some friends on a Friday night. All right, kinky. All right. What else? <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> and and then um, realizing that I've had a little bit too much to drink. And uh, one of my friends gave me a lift back to my place. And then the next day, when I retrieved my car, uh, finding that one of the doors is unlocked and getting overwhelmed with fear about who may have gone through my car or, you know, just hung out in it while I was away. This happened uh, Saturday morning when I went to go retrieve my car. This and is erotic. This is getting erotic. It, I mean, it won't, it won't get erotic, but you can hope it will. That's also erotic. The potential for something to become erotic. Um, I had gone to my car and I lifted up the middle console to see if they had stolen it, if like anybody had stolen anything. Mm-hmm. And the place where I usually keep my CDs, because this is 2001, uh, and I still have CDs. Wait, are you, are you making fun of yourself and saying that you're a man from 2001? Or or was the story, did the story happen in 2001? No, I'm making fun of myself. This okay. happened this past Saturday. But I still keep CDs handy, because I have a CD player. And sometimes I just want to listen to the CD. Yeah, that's cool. Physical media is cool. Thank you. And I was... Uh, I was looking there and I was like, holy shit, all my CDs are gone. The CDs I usually keep in here. So I felt a bit miffed. And when I got back, I checked uh, this place where I thought maybe I'd stored them and they were still safe. I had forgotten that I removed all of these when I left my car overnight at a uh, airport. So nobody would steal them. But instead, I just tricked myself. It was a trick, you see. I deceived myself. Ah, it was a deception. Yes, it was. I'm glad your CDs were safe. A bunch of my CDs were stolen one time. Yeah. Including one of your CDs. I think you let me borrow like a Man or Astro Man CD that was taken oh, in the heist. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I apologize. I, I don't think I have any more of those. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I'm looking at it right now. That was one of the CDs I thought were stolen. Yeah. Experiment Zero. Okay. It's still here. <laughs> but the other one that you were talking about, I think, yeah, that's gone. That must have been the TV themes. I think so. That would have been wild if the person, like if those, if your CDs were stolen and it was the person who originally stole that man, Astro Man CD from my house. And like, he just wanted to finish the job 16 years later. (laughs) (laughs) I need all of them, but I don't want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, I'll just follow these guys around. (laughs) (laughs) They got to have more. They have to. Yeah. Um, that kind of sucked. Hate having to do that. Um, retrieve a car like the day after. Yeah, I've had to do that a few times. Like usually, I just drive drunk because I'm like a maniac. Okay, <laughs> but Memphis uh, maniac. I because I'm a Memphis maniac. Okay, I drive around drunk listening to Elvis records. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, but one time or like two times, I like got like a ride or walked home or whatever. And both times my car ended up getting towed. So I learned my lesson. And uh, just drunk driving is the way to go. Because your car is going to get fucking towed when you do the right thing. So, Or or you'll have a an anxiety when you realize that possibly your CDs were stolen. It never ends up right. It never goes well. 
I don't know how much more of a problem that latter one will be because like <laughs> people aren't buying CDs anymore, or at least I don't know if that's a problem for many. Um, I need to buy some CDs. Yeah. Yeah, there's this band that I'm like super obsessed with called the Capitalist Kids on, uh, and I found them on Spotify, but then they took their album off Spotify, so I got to buy the fucking thing. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, because they're Capitalist Kids. They well, want they want you to buy. <laughs> well, the irony is that like <laughs> is that their name is ironic. They're like super like progressive like lefty type dudes, so it is ironic that now they need me to buy their album all of a sudden, but. Oh, weird. It's really good. They, well, I'd say I checked them out, but I'm not sure how to do that now <laughs> if I can't find them on Spotify. Yeah, they're on YouTube. I think I've put some of their songs at the end of episodes before, but they're around. But now they're like super rich and they're covered in money and suits. They're the 1% now that uh, they're making people buy their album. Now, is that their stage persona because they're being ironic? Or? Oh, no, I'm just making a joke about no, About. I understand. Oh. <laughs> I was just hoping that would be a thing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think they're like a small band. Like, I don't think they've ever toured outside their town. So I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I know you've talked about them before. And, I mean, you have a good taste in music. Or at least I appreciate your taste in music. So I'm sure they're fun. They're fun. Okay. I'll put a, yeah, I don't know. I'll put a song at the end of this album, uh, this episode. Hey, all right. We haven't done that for a while. Yeah. Um, do you use a lot of streaming services? Um, like for music specifically? A television. Um, I got the WWE Network. I got the Netflix. And I got Shudder. Oh, you do have Shudder. Yeah, it's good. My debit card was just stolen, though. So I don't think I have it anymore because it's taken my bank like four weeks to send me a new debit card, so I think it might my subscription lapsed in that time, but uh, I I will have it again once I get a debit card. It's pretty good. They got a lot of movies on there, a lot of weird, like a lot of hard to find stuff, a lot of as as well as the classic stuffs. Okay, so it's a good one. Yeah, I've been using a few, and it was very funny. A friend of ours, uh, you know, was talking about using like Raspberry Pi to stream stuff mm-hmm. for free and whatnot. And uh, this started off by him asking, like, hey, what was, how much are you paying for streaming services? This was like a text. And I thought, like, oh, I'll tabulate this. I'll figure it out. I'll get back to him. So it was a few days later, and I remembered, like, oh, I need to get back to him about that. So I tallied it up, and I sent him a response. I'm like, okay, it's this much. And almost immediately he responds, you should get a pie and spend nothing. So it was like this, <laughs> it's like this advertisement <laughs> just took about four days to resolve itself, but he's very amped about it. And I can see why, like it does some okay stuff, uh, when it can connect like a peer to peer correctly, but then it's just, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're just kind of praying that it's a good version of whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, in some cases, if it's like advertising a new film, there's always a chance that like you'll see silhouettes getting up and walking in front because it's like recorded within a movie theater. Yeah, I hate that. I, I go to a website sometimes where uh, where they steal the website, where they steal movies. You know, it's like yeah. not like a torrent. It's like a direct link thing. 
And I got all excited a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, Bad Santa 2. I would love to watch this and not have to pay $12 for it because it inevitably will suck. But I want to see it. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, it was like that. Like, they're like, the the audio was all out of sync. There were dudes walking around. Like, you could hear the popcorn getting munched. And I was like, I don't need this, even for free. Yeah, I'm sure if you want to watch something at home, you don't want the ambiance, that really fucking annoying ambiance of watching a movie in the theater. I went to go, I went to see uh, the movie we were talking about earlier, that La La Land, uh, something else. Oh, When a Monster Calls, which I thought was going to be something different when I went to go see it. I thought there was going to be more of a monster. I mean, it's there's an int in it, this tree monster thing. Yeah, those aren't real monsters. Yeah, the real monsters are Crumb and Oblina. Um, <laughs> are they the people? <laughs> the real monsters, man. Oh, I but, get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, when I was sitting there, like, it's just everybody else. They don't do it beforehand. They do it as the movie's starting. They're like, "Oh, I got to open up these Twizzlers, or I got to play with some plastic and cellophane. Let me rub these pieces of plastic together annoyingly." <laughs> Yeah, that does happen a lot. I feel like the rubbing, like as annoying as that stuff is, that's like come to become like the least annoying thing about movie going. Because like you've also got this dude over here talking on his phone and like this motherfucker's over here Snapchatting and stuff. So like if I feel like the like people just opening up bags of Twizzlers constantly is like low down now on the spectrum, but still very yeah. annoying. I think you're right. Did I tell you about um, uh, I went to some movie a couple weeks ago. I think it was like that Miyazaki thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what the hell was that? Spirited Away. Did yeah. I tell you about this? Uh, no. Where no. They had like assigned seating now, which oh, I know yeah. is like sweeping the nation as the next cool thing. It's like, hey, you know, you like to pick your seat out on, an, on a flight. Imagine doing that for a fucking movie because that's great. <laughs> um. So you have to pick your assigned seat like at school or some shit. And then when you get there and it's a packed house or at least a near packed house, in this case, that's what it was. Like there was one or two seats still available and you sit next to some person who wants to have a conversation with you that you don't know and (laughs) is very uncomfortable. Then you have to go out and miss your movie to get a different seat to be assigned <laughs> so you don't happen to pick somebody <laughs> else's seat who's arriving late. This was what happened. Like I I <clears throat> had arranged to just like go see this movie, got a seat, show up. And the movie had already started. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'll just be as quiet as possible. And then I sit down and the guy next to me is just staring at me. He's like staring at my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not making eye contact or anything because I'm pretty aware of like people I don't know just staring at me is never a good thing. And I'm like, all right, I'll just uh, just pretend this isn't happening, I guess. And then I hear, hey, hey, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, this isn't a fucking conversation group, man. This is a movie. We're all awkwardly <laughs> sitting in a dark room staring at lights on a screen. Let's. Let's just, I don't know. It was weird. It was really strange. He was there next to his girlfriend, 
And this guy, like both of them, could not stop using the electric recliners. Mm-hmm. You know how this is? Like it's these dials on the side where you can move the recliner up and it'll freeze and you can like move it higher or lower. And they couldn't find the angle that they wanted the reclining foot part to be placed at. So it was a lot of like this. <laughs> and then when he got to the end of his drink, he tried to find more of it <laughs> in, the, in the cup by slurping through ice cubes. It was, it was an experience, man. And I uh, went out to the front desk. I'm like, yeah, I got a ticket to that movie. And the guy uh, who's running like the cashier is like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember which seat it was. It was this right. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, I'm sitting next to this group that, I mean, I don't know how to be not rude about this. And the guy's expression was like, yeah, yeah, I understand. He totally got what I was getting at, probably because it was spirited away being shown in the theater. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fucking anime nerds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed about eight minutes of this film so I could reassign my own seat. Have you had to do this yet? Like, have you been in a movie that was like full but not so full where you weren't sure if you just changed seats that you'd be sitting in somebody else's seat like an asshole? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I haven't changed seats. I've thought about it before. But yeah, I don't know. I see movies... More often than not, like at weird times, like either super early or super late. So I'm not usually in like a crowded theater. So it's yeah, not too big of a deal. But yeah, I feel like I feel like at some point I will probably want to move seats because people are are goofballs. I sat um by some lady the other day, and like this didn't necessarily need make me want to move seats, but it did make me want to never buy concessions ever again um because the seats that we have like they recline and do like all the stuff you were talking about yeah and then they also have like these little trays that you can you know they're like little they're like high school desks you know like yeah uh, yeah i know the ones like yeah they kind of swing in and swing around and she set it up so that like her feet were reclining and then she set the like little table up so that she could put her feet on the tray to like recline them further but she also felt like she needed to take her shoes and socks off to do this. So that's fucking gross. <laughs> I know people like it's so wild. Like the like the people just think that uh, everything belongs to them now. So yeah, she was just putting her bare ass feet where people put their popcorns and drinks and fake like hands. Uh, just terrible, terrible stuff. Why are we catering to this? Like, why are we just trying to like pamper more and more of this? of this experience i know it's wild and yeah instead of like cracking down on this like movie theaters and like iphone is coming out with like a new movie theater setting where like the screen is like just like a little dimmer than normal so you're free to text and chat during movies and it's like why why can't we just snuff this out yeah that all sucks and i mean i got i guess i have to just provide our own caveat that we do regularly attend a a yearly uh, movie going event where people actually sleep in the theater and man, it's, it's a horror thon. So the <laughs> BO is ample it is ever present. Um, so I guess, I guess that's like the one, the one oopsie in this argument, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. 
Oh, that shit's gross. It needs to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, f- I feel like at the horror movie marathon, they Febreze afterwards. It's okay. I, uh, man, I hope they do more than that. <laughs> it is something. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. this guy that, that was talking to you at the theater, you said he had a girlfriend, right? Yeah. He was probably saying hi to you because he wanted to get mm-hmm. some sort of cuckolding yep. situation Okay. Going. There it is. He wanted to watch you make love to his or have sex to his wife or his girlfriend that he's in love with i don't know i don't know i don't know what was going through this guy's head i'm pretty sure i saw a hatchet man somewhere on his like sleeve or something okay i think he was down with the clown and i don't know what that accounts for well he must know that you have been playing pandemic the video game where you are also down with the clown (laughs) that's that's a board game but yeah you're right and also Yeah, yeah, yeah i think I think he just wanted to spray Fago on me or something. He wanted you to spray Fago on his wife while he watched. <laughs> That's for certain. That could be it, yeah. But yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Much motherfucking clown polyamory, Frisbee. You're going to be involved <laughs> if you keep going to these, uh, you know, Howl's Moving Castles playing next month. If you go, you'll, you'll see him again. You'll get involved. Oh, no. I'm not going to that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> not happening i just wanted to see like some great animation on screen and fuck that i'm never leaving the house for anything anymore (laughs) that's understandable (laughs) uh well all right i think that's about about the end of the show i gotta go eat and go to work righteous and also i gotta take this dog out well as you do that i'll go over some of the plugs here at the end of the show uh just to recap it's poolpartyradio at gmail.com for any emails and stuff, you can also find us on Facebook at Pool Party Radio or Facebook.com slash Pool Party Radio. All our old episodes at PoolPartyRadio.com. On Twitter at Final Parker at Cumulus Frisbee. And yeah, I think that's everything. Also, check out um, Junk Food Dinner, Zatoichi the Blind Podsman. Now that's everything. Uh, also, check out the Howl Horror Program, friend of the show Sammy's podcast about horror movies. Um, because part two of the episode I did with him just dropped and we talk about the blob and Freddy and a lot of other stuff. And it's very nice. It's uh search, Google it, Google the Howl horror program. You'll find it. I forget the website is out there or we'll probably link to it on our Facebooks and Twitters and stuff. Yeah. It's a good show. Check it out. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's everything. We'll be back in two weeks. And until then, this is Parker for Cumulus saying thanks for having fun. All right.